Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion. It is hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today, Jen gets to interview Tanya, and I'm so excited. So So excited. (laughs) Like, well, first off, Tanya's the whole reason that this started. If anybody has missed that episode where we've talked about how Tanya like pulled Mel and I into her world and we were so excited to be pulled into it. And <laughs> we were just having all these really amazing conversations. And last year it was like, hey, we should record these conversations. We go pretty deep on some of these topics. And we love having the conversations and the feedback from people and having the conversations. Tanya used to host people at her house on a monthly basis to have some of these conversations and I only got to go to maybe two of them but they were always so cool and so I actually want to start at the very beginning beginning Tanya of how did you get into the spirituality world or the like what do you even call it for yourself so it's so funny because like it's like where which story do I tell because I could like we only have 20 minutes right okay so um when I was like it's I will go way back but when I was maybe 10 ish I okay so a I've always loved magic fairies like when I was little I was obsessed with fairies um and I've always really been drawn to like magic books and and all that and like Sabrina the Teenage Witch was my favorite show and and all those things. So there there is like, if you go down, there was definitely like a pattern. And then when I was like, I think, yeah, I think I was 10 or 11, my friend, she identified as a witch. She was like, I'm a witch. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. I want to be a witch. Like, how, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So she showed me her, she had this, um, it was really cool, actually. It's a, and it's a really great book for, for kids, in my opinion. What is it called? Um, it's by an author named Silver Raven Wolf. And it's basically something called like the teenage witch or something like that. But it is, it's targeted or directed towards youth um, and witchcraft. Yeah. And it's really great because it has really like youth friendly spells and, and the language is, you know, more friendly to youth. But of course it's the teenage witch and I was like 11 or something. So you're like a wannabe teen. and. <laughs> And so you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a teenage witch. I'm basically Sabrina. And we had like little magic names. Like mine was Faye. And I think it had another name, like a Faye, like Faye something. And she had a, she had, she was more, oh, she was Morgana something because her name was Morgan. And then she was Morgana for her magic name. And then mine was, I don't know, Faye or Tatiana. I can't remember, but it was something fairy like. Um, anyways, so there's a, there's sort of a, a like whole traumatic series of events that sort of happened, but basically I was super into this. And then my, my mom at the time was actually very Catholic and my family was very Catholic and she kind of knew that I was like sort of into this, but she's like, Oh, she's just playing. And then one day it sort of was this thing where she felt, I guess, threatened by what I had or that I had too much stuff or that it was more serious than she thought, or I don't know, but she came and she took everything away and that was, uh, oh. yeah, it really sucked, actually. I, it was very upsetting. As far as, like, if you go, and I'm, I mean, I know I'm lucky to say that that was one of the traumatic events of my childhood, but it was. It was yeah. something that I could probably look back on and go, yeah, that actually probably was one of the most traumatic things that happened to me. And again, that's a, that's a privilege to be able to say that, but yeah. um, 
but yeah. And then uh, I actually always wanted it back, but I was really, I was like too shy and not like, I, I felt uncomfortable asking for it back. Um, and so I never did. And then I actually didn't get brave enough to ask about it until I was 30. <laughs> I was like, mom, <laughs> what'd you do with that stuff? Because I feel like going through that box now, cause I had a box of stuff. It was a very special box. I put construction paper on it and made it. Oh, cool. yeah. And, um, and so I, I asked her if she threw it out or she kept it or what. Cause I thought that would be such a cool, like nostalgic thing to comb through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and we found a couple, I'm still hopeful that it's somewhere like that those things are somewhere. Cause I had books and, but, uh, I, she did find this one little pouch of stones and, um, but just a couple of things from it, which was, which was cool. Which I, I had forgotten about that, but yeah, so that's kind of where it like really started. But yeah, yeah when that happened, um, my, my inclination actually was to, was to spiritually rebel. And so I actually went, uh, I was like, no, I'm atheist kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I can't have that belief because that was taken away. I don't believe in the Catholic church. It just doesn't make sense to me. I had too many questions that no one would answer. And then I moved to like, well, I don't believe in anything. I think that when you, you, you die your dirt and that's the end of it. And, yeah. and then, um, I was very strong and convicted in my atheism. And then I was actually, I was talking to a Christian and, and I just said, I'm like, well, like, what is this? God is like Santa Claus. It doesn't make sense. How can he be all these places at once? And this person's like, well, yeah, but you're thinking of God, like God's a human. God's not human. You're thinking of this in this three-dimensional way. It's not three-dimensional. It's, it's multi-dimensional. And I was like, all right. Now I'm agnostic. Thank you. Thank you. You've cracked the door. Now I'm open to at least being like, there might, there might be something, there might be nothing. I don't know. Because at then, that point, were you into meditating or anything like that? Nothing. No. So no. you were okay with it not being three-dimensional? Because I know for me, 3D, 4D, 5D, I was like, what are you wackos talking about? <laughs> I was just like, we're right here. What you can touch, that is no, what's real it. and that is it. <laughs> It's like, I guess it just made sense to me in that, um, right, okay, so we thought the earth was flat at one point and we learned it's round. So I'm always kind of in like the mind that to be a scientist, you have to be open to what could be because if you just stay in what is, then you're, then you're not really being very pro uh, progressive scientifically. Yeah. So that's actually the basis in all my spirituality is, is that underlying scientific um, stance, which is like, it is what it is till it isn't. And so I have to at least be open to what isn't because it could be what is just, just isn't right now. So which I just said about you. And I think a lot of people that struggle with any of the thoughts, any of the magic, any like even reading cards all of those things I think that's what drew me to like I didn't know the pieces of the story from being a child but that you are so scientific on so many things like you're so smart if anybody doesn't know Tanya she is so smart on so many levels that sometimes like I there is a couple times that I've been at your house and I'm like you're bending my mind and I have to like stop like, I can't think that deeply. Like, you just have so much knowledge in your brain sometimes that I can't catch up right away. But it also, 
helped my belief grow because you were coming from this science background and I was learning more about the science of it all too. And for me, that was important that it wasn't just like a woo woo fairy tale placebo effect type of, I'm okay with the placebo effect now, but at the time I like wanted logic. I really wanted logic and you are able to share that on a lot of different levels with people. I don't think you even know that you do it. <laughs> you may feel really good about myself right now. I really appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, I, it's funny because there's just the, there's people in my life that I really admire and really respect. And, and then of course there, there is like that. I've always been like a, uh, I've always sought my parents approval like hard. And yeah. so I think that I, felt I had to when I was like kind of going into the spiritual land that there was a lot of me that felt like I had to have kind of that evidence and that that backing as much as I could and so it's so it's funny that that's kind of the approach that I've taken and yeah anyways but I don't know it makes sense to me there's I have more forgiveness now for things that just don't make sense like I'm a little bit more flexible as far as like well I don't know why that works there is no evidence but it works. Like it does. The, yeah. the only evidence I have is my experience. And um, because I am so cynical and skeptical, <laughs> my experience, I trust because I don't sit there. I'm not convinced until it's like a thing. And yeah. so if that thing happens 10 times in a row, then I'm like, well, I don't, I, yeah, I have no logic for that, that, but it happened 10 times in a row. That's yeah. gotta be something. Yeah. I I totally agree. And I think, unfortunately, that's how a lot of us look at a lot of things in life. And for it to truly all work, like our manifestation podcast, we have to believe it before we see it sometimes. And that's a really hard thing when we have lived our whole lives. And your parents are like really in the science world. Your parents are like very educated and work in, I feel like, experiments and showing what's real and so they see it and then they believe it but really for all of the magic of the world to work we need to believe it and then we'll see it and that just like makes everything work so much faster which is so going back to your thing about the placebo effect like it's sometimes when like that that for me is one of my like little internal arguments or debates that I'll have in my head is is when we talk about like the reticular activating system which is that bias part of your brain um and amongst other things but you know some some science-based people might will argue like well you see those things because you uh, are have trained your bias to look for those things and I'm just sitting there going but still works like like if we're if we're talking about results like it doesn't matter it works so I will argue that in that so when I was hosting in-person retreats I would get everybody to like get into like their biggest dreams of their entire life what they want if I could wave a magical wand or give them millions of dollars what would happen in their life and it was so cool as a facilitator to watch that of like many people are like, I want to travel. But when you make them get detailed, nobody wants to travel to the same place. So I would argue that it's actually like, we can see what our dreams are because there are reality, there are experience to have. 
And as much as, you know, like you can get into the RAS and all of those things, it's already there for us. And it's different for everybody. Like I have clients write down their goals at the beginning of everything. Nobody has the exact same goal ever. <laughs> and isn't it funny when people do that? Like you think that everyone is going to be manifesting their like million dollars in their Porsche and like no one does that. No one is sitting there going, I'd like to be a millionaire. Like yeah. people will, will have like a very, like even me, like I, my ultimate manifesting financial goals it's not millionaireism. It's like, I want to live in this place. I want to be, have this much time to myself. I want to have these things. And I think the dollar amount that I need is roughly this, but it's not, I'm, I'm not a millionaire in my, in my manifestation goals. Like, yes. I just think that's funny. And to me, like that makes it feel a little less fantasy and a little bit more reality when you're not just sitting there going like, oh, I just, just need money to burn here. Yeah. So last year I got like really upset with one of my mentors because I was like, I don't want to be like you. I don't want seven figures. That's for you. That's not for me. And I was like pretty upset because I felt she was like coaching me into going that way. And she was, she was not, it was like a really good growing experience for me to be able to get angry of somebody that I put on a pedestal that I really looked up to. But then since that time, I'm like, oh, I do actually want to hit seven figures in the next few years. But it's because I'm going to do really cool shit with that money. I'm not like, I don't want a Porsche. <laughs> I don't want the like massive mansion. That is not why I want to go seven figures. But I will help people start up their businesses. I will help people like, I know I've told you this before, Tanya, like it is my ultimate dream to be like, oh, you're a really good person and I see you working really hard over there. Here's $1,000 or here's $5,000 to go towards what you're working for. Like I see yeah. you hustling over there and how cool of a place to be in that freedom space that financially there just is no concern at the all. Jen Anderson business grants. Yes, but there's no applying for it. I just get to see it. I see you out there being a good person. <laughs> I like it. It's like, it's intuitively delegated. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> how did you get into tarot cards though? Let's talk about tarot. Oh gosh. Okay, so that's funny because that's evidence based. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, have I told you this story? I can't remember. Can't Bits wait. of it when we first met. Okay, um, so basically, you know, uh, okay, so just to clarify too, so I don't like go one story to another. So my mom was very Catholic when I was growing up, but something did transition there and I don't know when or where, but then she went into now more like scientific land, definitely like not in the church. Um, so she had her own little um, transformation there. Um, so just so we're all on the same page, because I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking about two different moms here. Um, <laughs> anyways, so now I am, you know, a young adult and my, you know, the, the environment I have been within is very, very evidence-based, very science-based. So I don't believe in psychics. I don't believe in tarot cards. I don't believe in intuition. I don't believe in any of that stuff because it doesn't make any sense and you yeah. can't prove it. And, uh, and so therefore it is, uh, non, non-existent doesn't no. it's, uh, so all psychics are scam artists and, um, anyways, 
a friend of mine, uh, she, she came over to, to songwrite and, uh, I actually tell this story in my live show all the time too, but anyways, um, so good. <laughs> she, she basically came over and she's like, well, I just went to the, like, we were talking about ideas and she kind of goes off and she's like, I just, just saw the psychic and she was talking to me about this thing and this past life and this guy and da da da. And I'm just sitting there going like, are we really like having this conversation right now? Is this for real? I'm like, oh, okay. But of course, like I'm just meeting her and I'm judging her so hard. And yet she's such a nice girl. And then she plays this song. Like she's like, I have this mel- melody idea. Da, da, da. And it was so beautiful. I was like, okay, I have to make this work. Cause this is, this is beautiful. And she was very nice, even though I thought she was like kind of being weird. Anyways, this girl became a very good friend of mine and she convinced me to go to this psychic. And I was like, you know, because as much as I don't believe in this stuff, I was kind of like, you know, but you got to have your own experience. You can't go off of other people's experiences or those episodes of Dateline. Like that's not really, (laughs) this doesn't work. So I took her and we went to the psychic and I was actually pretty smug on the way there. Cause I was like, you know what? This is going to be hilarious because I'm not giving this woman anything to go off of. Like, I'm not going to change. Like I'm, there's going to be no body language to read. Uh-huh. I will answer yes and no. That's it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, to keep it like concise, I went in there and this woman blew my mind. Like she said stuff that there were things she said to me that I hadn't told anyone. So like, uh-huh. let alone researched on the internet like I'm a pretty like you can find a lot about me on the internet if you wanted to but she didn't have my last name is one thing and um even if she did the things that she said to me were not on the internet yeah period so I don't know how she said what she said and and so specific like so specific I was like what so my brain broke that day i was insomnia i had insomnia for two weeks after that because i could not understand how this woman did what she did and i was like well you know being the scientist i am i was like i need to research this i need to understand it i need to experience it and i like so that's what i did i went under under cloak and dagger basically went and bought myself a deck of tarot cards i was mortified like mortified (laughs) but i i basically went with my hood pulled up and and bought a deck of cards and I just started researching and studying and the amount of time that I put into studying tarot is borderline embarrassing. Um, (laughs) And I, it was basically all I did for months, like all my spare time. And at the time I was very single and I didn't have a lot of money. So I wasn't like going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. I was basically working and reading tarot. Like that was, that was it. And yeah. there was a couple things where I would like pull cards and then I, you know, cause I'd write stuff down and then I'd go back to it and be like, Oh shit. Like how? No. Cause like I told you 10 times, it has <laughs> more than 10 times for it to be a real thing. And so I, stuff would happen. It would line up. I was like, nah, no, that's just a fluke. That's just whatever. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, finally I got brave which really is just a code for I got drunk and I read cards for my friends. Yeah. And then a couple things they were like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Actually the weird, the weirdest one was, and I wasn't drunk, but um, my brother is this kind of person in my life and he's like the only person I feel comfortable failing around. And so I told him uh, and he doesn't judge like my brother's like whatever. Yeah. The least judgmental human being in the world. That's my brother. So 
I told him what I was doing. And of course, it's out of character, right? So he's like, oh, well, that's interesting. And, um, and so I, we were uh, on a flight together. And so I was like, well, let's try this. And he's like, okay. So we're sitting there and, and I said, okay, well, let's, you know, ask about something, whatever, whatever. So he asked about this girl and I didn't know anything about her. And I was shuffling the cards and you should have seen the way I was holding them. It wasn't a spread. It was like when you're playing like crazy eights, like I was holding a hand of cards. <laughs> I was looking at it and I just said to him, I was like, well, I don't know. It just looks like she's got divorced parents and she lives with her dad and she's got a brother. And Hayden just looks at me and his eyes kind of went funny. He's like, oh my God, her parents are divorced. She lives with her dad and she's got a brother. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so then I just and then for the whole flight uh we we just we I kept reading his cards and stuff and um creepy yeah cool. creepy was, cool yeah it was it was one of those things where I was like hmm maybe there's something to the right it just keeps your curiosity going and then yeah and then I just kept doing it kept doing it and then weird things kept happening and then it just seemed like anytime I kind of was a little bit more vulnerable a little bit more vulnerable as in because I, I was so embarrassed that I was reading tarot cards like this was not this was not cool I was not excited about this this was like mortifying but I would so maybe hood up yeah in the closet hard yeah um but every yeah every so often I would I would just feel brave enough to like show someone or tell someone and then months later this was another thing that was really encouraging I would have people coming back to me and they'd start telling me the story and I don't know why they're telling me the story but you know I'm listening I'm like oh wow cool that's great yeah like and then you know eventually like so what like what uh like why are you sharing this with me <laughs> and they're like well that's what you said uh, you said that would happen and then it happened and I was like I said that would happen like, yeah like I was like really <laughs> I don't remember saying that and yeah and then that like those like people confirming some of my readings was like gave me that like another little bit of confidence and then I found an online community and then that was huge for development because um you're reading for people all over the world via the internet like so all I see is their profile picture and their name and sometimes it's not even their real name because people have like weird zigzaggy names for their names so and and then to have them you know message you back and say wow that was really accurate or that was creepy good or or how did you know that or that's really cool or anything and that's from someone in Australia with a weird, not even real name and, and a pro and I don't actually even click their profile picture because I didn't want to it to create a bias. Because the scientist in you is like, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to cheat. Poker face, there will be no info given to me. I will just go off it. And she is amazing, guys. Like seriously amazing. If you haven't had a reading from Tanya, I highly encourage you to. It is I had a similar experience of you that in the group we're in that Tanya facilitates and she was like, I'm just doing free readings. And this was a couple of years ago already. And I was like, yeah, pick me, please. And then it was just like, wow, why, why, why do you know these things? <laughs> Who is this lady after all? <laughs> uh, that's so funny. But you, like, you're so tuned in and tapped on. Do you think everybody has it within them? Yeah, I do. I think... Um, did you freeze? Fine tuning. Oh, there we go. Sorry, can you repeat that? Because it froze on my side. Do you think it's the time that you spent fine tuning your craft to do with it? Just 
I think, okay, so when you say, does everyone have a within it? I say yes, and, and like I have a, like a little um, caveat. caveat. Thank you. Um, it's, it's kind of like, I do kind of think there's like a little bit of, um, like everyone can be a basketball player, but there are mm-hmm. also people that are probably a little bit more like ha- have yeah. that gifted it's okay to call yourself gifted no no because because i actually even have another caveat which is okay. i just think everyone's got different sports that they're good at ah. <laughs> and so i think like some people are really good basketball players and some people are really good baseball players and some are really good hockey players and uh and so you will kind of more easily fall into one or the other mm-hmm. um so if we go all the way back to when i was 10 i at 10 was thought tarot was like the coolest like thought it was just magical and I like this woman read tarot like I met her and I was just like 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 that to me was so cool and so for me I think I think I've always connected with tarot in some way yeah um and so I think that's that's part of the reason why it, it works for me but then you like look at something like what mel does mel doesn't read tarot and yet what she does is really powerful in its own way so i do think everyone has some branch of intuitive something that they're super connected to i also feel yes everyone could read tarot just like everyone can play basketball they just need to practice um you may not be like michael jordan yes. but so, like i'm not ryan i can read tarot i have tarot cards but I'm not going to get the downloads like you do. When you I'm might go. You just put in an obsessive amount of study time. <laughs> it's not as exciting to me. No. Now that I know myself better. That's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. I'm excited. I, that is, is like, you have to do what you're drawn to ultimately. And, you know, if you're interested in it, then you do it. And if you're not, then don't. But I, yeah, I, but I, the, the ability is like, so this is what I'd say is like, if you're someone who is so interested and fascinated by tarot and you think it's magical and amazing and you want to read it, then it's your sport. And it's just a matter of like developing and, and going into it. Cause I do think some people are like, Oh, I wish I could read tarot, but I, I can't. It's like, no, no, you can, if you want to, that's enough. That's, that's it. Yeah. And it's, it's very much uh, to me learning, uh, the first, one of the first books I studied off of was called The Language of Tarot. It's still to this day one of my favorite um, tarot study books. Um, though I do, caveat, have a slightly different approach to reading yeah. that I would recommend people study from. But anyways, um, but to me, it is learning a language, which just means that I, you know, I'm not fluent in tarot, but I have studied it a lot. Just like if you study Spanish, you're going to get better at that language. Um it's yeah it's this it's the same to me i actually really love that analogy because you can learn spanish but if you go somewhere that speaks spanish you're going to experience it and learn it in and so i think you did both where you learned the craft and immersed yourself in experiencing the craft as well yeah i it's it's just a language. I think all intuition is language. It's just, and and that's why anyone can do it. It's just spending that time like listening, learning, just like you would learn a second language. Yeah. Which, I love it. Ironically, I think it's our first language and then we just kind of forget it. 
Okay. So I love that you already have the like belief of intuition coming at birth or that we're born with it. And so now that you have a child and you can watch him through that, I think it's so cool. Whereas I didn't have that belief with my kids. And now when I watch little kids and babies, I feel like it's such a cooler experience to just watch them. And I'm like, "Mm, they're following their energy. Mm, They know their intuition on that piece or hearing stories, even from my youngest that with my other two, I would have been like, Oh, that's make believe. Mm. And now I'm like, Oh, tell me more. What did you really see? What happened? Like, what is going on? And I want him to keep that like faucet running. I want, I'm not turning it off for him. I'd like really encourage him to open up even more. And I think just because I was able to do that at a younger age with him, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And you did that with your baby from the beginning. Well, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, if you think about it it's that's their first language because they can't they don't have you know they can't they don't have the motor skills to sign they can't speak that's that's the first language is energy yeah and intuition i guess it's yeah but it will be interesting i i can't wait till he says weird creepy things like who's this man in my room or something (laughs) like like, oh i can't wait (laughs) and he's already uh like so i've also had some really funny i'm i don't identify as a medium uh i would like to and and perhaps i will grow to that space one day um but i do talk to one specific dead person which is my husband's mother yeah and uh she's because she's very i joke with her that she's just it's just because she's like very up in the up in there like she's very committed to getting my attention so it it i hear her very easily um, and I also feel like once you have heard someone, it's easier to hear them again, sort of thing. But, yeah, I um, so she, she drops in and she drops into my head all the time. Uh, she makes like comebacks to stuff Bryn says and, and stuff. And, and it's not stuff I would say, like it's out of character for me. So that's yeah. kind of how I can differentiate it as, you know, but, um, Cashin has had a couple incidences where he's sitting there. And he is like smiling and talking and, and not at me. Like it's like over to the like left of me or to the, you know, in like another direction. And then I'll like look over there. And anyways, it's, it's interesting. We did have a, we were out one day and we had a medium come up to us and she is like, Hey, just uh, thought, you know, I'd mention this. And she did it really carefully because you could tell obviously like every everyone is a little tiny bit in the closet because i think we all have like some sort of ancestral fear of being burned at the stake or something yes <laughs> she very delicately came up to us and said you know i saw your son speaking to you know this woman da 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 and she described her and it was yeah it was Bryn's mom and oh is that cool and she oh. was like, yeah that's what was happening when he was talking and did you notice he wasn't looking at you he was looking over your shoulder and and Bryn was like oh yeah I guess so and yeah how was that for Bryn oh it was it was good he's like so not phased by it like I don't know how to explain it he's just kind of like oh that's so cool like you know he's <laughs> yeah and and he uh I think he's been around like around it enough that he just it's you you may as well have just told him like oh your son just picked up this loony on the ground wow cool like i don't know he just it's just another daily event 
It's uh, like you even when- mom was extremely intuitive, but maybe didn't speak to them in the same language we're speaking now. I like, I don't know. Cause I, uh, her, so Bryn's dad just came by and gave me, um, they, cause they just moved out of their family home. they like, they had a really big family home. Yeah. So they just sold it. And, and so Tim brought by some stuff like from the house and just said, Hey, I thought maybe you'd like this. And some of the things that he brought were Sandy's right. And, and he's like, maybe, you know, he's like Sandy like this or Sandy had this and thought this was cool. Maybe you would too. And some of them are like hippy dippy weird things. So she had some hippy dippy weird things. Um, I don't know how far they, like how far she went into it. Um, but I know that there was yeah. some sort of something there, right? Like a belief or a, an interest or yeah. Yeah, because she had some. I think there must have been two, because she has two kids that are, and I just don't know the other two siblings that are very open to all of those experiences. I think as a family, they're pretty receptive to to everything. Um, yeah. I think maybe the one is like a little bit more skeptical, but the and, and Tim can be skeptical. He he's like it's weird. He's skeptical and open. Actually, it's similar to me, I guess. It's just it's like nah. <laughs> You know, I, I'll listen to you, but you got to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you need to make sense. sense. Then, no, I don't listen anymore. Um, but yeah. What is the coolest experience you have ever had to do with anything with tarot or mediumship or anything? I think that first reading I had was probably because it was so like earth shattering and just shook me so hard, especially at that, I would say that's probably my number one. And then just one that stands out for me personally that I experienced was I did an online reading. And again, I didn't look at this person's profile picture or I just had their name and she asked about the health of her son. And so consciously like my human brain was like thinking she had this like little little boy like a seven-year-old boy and I thought that he was ill like I thought maybe he had cancer or he had something and I was like oh this is really sad so I I laid this spread down for her and I was like oh this boy this boy looks really happy and he looks well cared for and um and I didn't know what was going on like it didn't like if for instance he had a terminal illness I didn't see it as a terminal illness it was I was like well I don't you know he's not going anywhere and um and so yeah it's just like oh that's so interesting um I'm like well he really loves his mom and all this stuff and so I kind of did this reading and I don't really remember it but that's kind of the gist I just remember him being really happy and so I sent her this reading and as soon as I sent it I went oh I missed something and I sat there for one second I went I think he has, he has Down syndrome. No, I thought, uh, and I, so Down syndrome came to my mind. So I, I was really like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be rude and I don't know this woman. And so I sent her a message and I just said, Hey, um, is, does your son have Down syndrome or, or some sort of, um, mental handicap? I uh, said, I said, if so, I just have to amend some parts of this reading and not all of it, but just parts of it made more sense to me. Like I like said it a certain way. And then all of a sudden with like putting that filter on of having like a, a mental handicap, it was like, Oh, um, never mind. That's not quite that way. It's this way. Yeah. So she, yeah, she replied back and said, yeah, he is, uh, he is autistic and mentally retarded. And I was like, whoa for me that was huge that was one of my biggest like very specific because I I up until then I just had very kind of vague or general things and that was the first really specific 
download that I had. And I mean, I guess yeah. like arguably I was wrong. Like I said down syndrome and it wasn't, but you're just getting into the science. <laughs> just get it. Details. It's gotta be perfect. Yeah. There was a technicality there. <laughs> but for me, that was like, that was really validating for me. Like that was one of my experiences where I was like, weird. Like that was weird. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Cause I, cause I didn't know. And then after, and I will do this sometimes after I'll go through, if people have public profiles or whatever, I'll click through their photos. And sure enough, there was a picture of her son. Um, yeah. And he was actually older. Like I thought seven-year-old, he was a, he was an adult male, like an adult son. Like I think he but was, was he like seven-year-old spirit-wise. No, no. Well, probably. Yeah. Like there was probably some immaturity because of his mental development. Um, yeah. But the, but that was the argument I was making is I thought as in my conscious self was like, he's seven and he's ill, but yeah. my intuition went, my intuition still pulled the right thing, even though my <laughs> conscious thought pulled the wrong thing, which I, that's when I was like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that's when I was like, oh my God, there's something here. And so yeah. that's why I say anyone can do this as far as like, because you just, you just can't think your way through it. That, and that's why I would say um, if I was to teach and I do teach tarot, when I teach tarot, I try to get people not to study tarot because it, it, it makes you think when you read tarot and you don't want to think when you read tarot. Logic. Yeah, it is not. And then stepping out of that, for like for someone like me is really hard. Um, so that's why I feel like I can teach it because it's like, well, I have been that person. And so here's how to not, here's how to step out of your logical thought and into your intuition sort of thing. Yeah. Which so cool that you were able to tap into that because I see you even struggle with that some days, like just in like little conversations we'll have, you'll be like, well, logically actually, <laughs> but I also know that like, you know it to be true. You just don't know why it's logically true for you. If uh, I guess what I mean by that is like, if you can do that, I think it is the most powerful person to teach people to do it because you are <laughs> so logical about everything it's funny because I used to so I used to teach yoga teacher trainings and that was what I always said to people was whatever pose you suck at you will be the best teacher of because you will have tried everything so if someone's struggling you're going to be able to give them like 17 17 different ways to get into that pose and so yeah. to me, I suck at being intuitive, which therefore means <laughs> I can teach it because I am so logical and it's, and, and I, you know, need that evidence and it's not evidence-based and it's like, well, if anyone can show yeah. you how to do this, it's me. <laughs> I love that. I think that's why I can coach people through earning money because I could not manifest money in my life for anything. And I was so frustrated because I could manifest anything it felt like in my world but I just could not get the like money consistency piece going through. It was like so high, so low, so high, middle, like just could not get it to be consistent in my life. So yeah, when I am coaching people through anything to do with money, I'm like, yep, done that. Yep. Like I know exactly what you're thinking there because I have lived that life as well of second guessing all of these pieces. It's a really good point. And, but I struggled with talking about money for a long time because I was like, I'm not the expert in this. I fluctuated way too much. Like it wasn't like a skill that I was born with. And so now I can teach it because I'm an expert at it and I've never had any issues, but it is the opposite to be true. Yeah. The stu students are the best teachers. 
Mm-hmm. That's really good. <laughs> what? How do people book a reading with you, Tanya? Uh, I I am on all the social medias, so you can at Tanya Ryan XOXO. Just one XO. Oh, just one XO? Yeah, but I like. I don't have to put it in. It's kind of like speed dial. (laughs) (laughs) I just understand. Yeah, just just automatically comes up. You just you just gave me too many. I'm not that affectionate, Jen. It's just a medium amount of affection. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me softer than I am. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Still a little abrasive, okay? Um, No, I. I And so they reach out DM. Yeah, I just take direct messages um, and email um phone if you have my phone number like basically it's just it's just anyway i do i actually get most inquiries via text um so either someone's gotten my number and sent it to somebody else um yeah but i've gotten a couple through instagram too um but yeah just basically message me and then we set something up and either because just because of it's covid now i do a lot more um facetime or phone calls um, yeah. but I used to take people at the house if they were local. I just have, uh, I have a room in my house yeah. for it. Um, but yeah, and then we just, we, and then I also do, um, and actually it's my favorite way to read, which is why I'm plugging it right now. But I also do, um, where I will t- like, was how I read for you, Jen is, uh, uh, do typed reading. So you just send me a question and then I will send you a big typed up thing back. Yeah. And I just like that because I find that to be, the most um it's not interrupted like sometimes when i'm like one-on-one with someone i'll get a little bit interrupted like i actually can get interrupted by people's reactions like so you know how they say psychics yeah. like body read and that's how they figure i actually will avoid looking at people because i find it 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 makes me think and i'm like trying yeah. not to think it's i'm trying to intuit logic. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they have a funny face or something, then I, it pulls me out of my intuition and it makes me think, oh, maybe that's not right. Or that's, you know, instead of being more pure about that intuition channel. So when I'm typing for people, there's no interruption. It's more vulnerable because I don't have someone to say, yes, that's correct. Or no, that's not correct. Um, but it's, I just, yeah, send it as this one sheet of intuitive channeling. And it's awesome. It's awesome, guys. Being on the <laughs> of that, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and then they have it too. For somebody like me, I like to go back to those things. Absolutely. And look at it, um, just like what did she say in this area, or what did, what was this about, or different aha moments will come. And so I do actually prefer the type form. For I I like the type form too. And if and if you do do a call in reading, then just make sure you take notes because it is nice to be able to go back and go what what. And then how certain things don't work out the way you think that they work out. Like, you know, like you get told something and you're like, oh, I know what that is. And then it actually happens. You're like, oh, I thought I knew what that was, but actually. Exactly. Because you actually gave me something with my oldest son. And I was like, no, I don't know about that one. I'm going to have to think about that one. And it wasn't until like six months later that I was like, Oh, oh, that's what oh, that was about. Funny. And you didn't even know, I'm sure you didn't even click on my profile picture because you're like, I don't want to know. You didn't even know I had children or anything because you actually said that in the typo of like, I don't know. I hope I'm not out of line here. I don't know if you have children, but there's something with an oldest. I'm sure you said son even. I was like, hmm, 
interesting <laughs> fascinating yeah no I don't I don't like to know I don't like to know anything and that's and people will call me and sometimes I have questions and I'm usually just talking to myself I'm like what is this and they're like do you want me to answer I'm like no don't answer I want to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> let me leave me with this one I'll just puzzle. yeah it's, so I like it when my, I like it when my clients challenge me at the last woman actually I did a FaceTime reading with I was like oh there's something like something semi-traumatic just happened or whatever. And she's like, do you want me to, to tell you? But she was like kind of hesitating. And I was like, let's just see what I get from it. And she's like, okay. And then I was like, uh, and I not stuck, but I was just like, oh, something, I have to dig this one a little out a little. And she's like, uh, well, let's just, I won't say anything. You just kind of, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we will wrap up there. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We so freaking appreciate you guys listening. So please click subscribe button if you're on iTunes. I have flipped over to Spotify, I have to say, and I really listen to, love listening to because you can like it, you can put it on playlists, but you do you. We're on many different platforms. Tanya's amazing at putting us up there. We welcome emails, input, and comments, and you can email us at the Spiritual Boss. No, there's no the. It's just spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at the spiritual boss <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys.